What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Heaven and Health podcast. I'm here today with a more health-focused episode and some encouragement for you. I know that with seasons changing, school starting, and schedules getting more full as we just head into the holidays and everything, that it can be really easy to just put your health on the back burner. But can I just remind you today that what you do today still matters. It's so easy to put everything off until January 1st, especially as holiday parties start coming up and desserts are just everywhere, etc. It's easy to get a little bit more lax now that you're wearing sweaters instead of swimsuits. But remember that the reasons for focusing on your health in the first place hold true. While one of those reasons might be aesthetic, hopefully there are several others that keep you going too. And if there aren't, I encourage you to think of some. If you want to be healthier, but you're struggling with knowing where to start or what to focus on, I want to give you three of my building blocks for a healthy lifestyle. So these three things cost you nothing monetarily, just some effort and intention on your part, but none of them will come as a surprise to you and are probably things that you know you should be doing, but maybe you just need a reminder or some encouragement to keep you going. So you're going to learn this as I release more episodes, but my philosophy for health and fitness and for encouraging healthy choices is to be realistic, budget-friendly, and flexible. I'm not the type of person who's going to tell you to completely cut out sugar or gluten and seed oils from your diet. If that's what you want to do, that's awesome. It's just not my style, and I find it quite unrealistic for most people to adhere to for a long period of time. So with that, let's talk about three ways to get healthy today. You ready? Here we go. All right. The first tip is to drink more water. There are so many benefits to staying hydrated, including the ability to carry nutrients and oxygen to your cells, flushing bacteria from your bladder. It aids in digestion, prevents constipation, normalizes blood pressure, and helps protect the organs and helps protect your organs and tissues. It helps regulate your body temperature and maintain electrolyte balance. So, women listening to this, you should be drinking about three liters of water every single day. This can vary slightly from person to person, but in general, that's the rule of thumb. You might be thinking, there is no way I could drink that much water, Brittany. How am I supposed to do that? So here are some tips that I have for you for how to drink more water. Um, Some things that I think through getting throughout the day, getting enough water is having a large bottle or jug or tumbler that you can carry around with you. So I personally find that I use more, I drink more water and it's easier for me to drink more water when that bottle has a straw. I don't know why. I think it's just a psychological thing. It's easier and more convenient when it's just, I just pull it over, can sip it with with a straw. I feel less awkward about drinking during meetings or when I'm having a conversation. It's just easier. Um, Now there is the you know, the possibility of it spilling a little bit more than a regular bottle, but all thing, all that considered, I still think it's easier to use something with a straw. I like a one liter or like 40 ounce-ish size bottle because it makes it really easy to track. So I know I need to fill it up at least three times to reach my water intake for the day. Um, and I don't have to remember like cups or if I have some weird amount of ounces or whatever. Um, I just like being able to fill it up three to four times a day and that's it. Now, I also have some like larger jugs. I have a half gallon jug um, and it has a strap that makes it easy to 
carry if I were to say out for a walk or something and my big water bottle doesn't fit conveniently in the stroller or whatever. Um, I do have that as well. And so while obnoxious, I also find the highly coveted Stanley cups are really great for this. I finally was able to get one and that cup has a handle. It has a straw. It's really big. They do have a 30 ounce and a 40 ounce. Um, And while it's expensive, I just, I don't know, it makes it fun to drink water, which is just like a romanticize your life type of thing. Get a cup that you like to drink out of that you think is, you know, cute or whatever um, and do that. Yeti tumblers and there are other – there are also like several other dupes that, that you could find on Amazon or Target or Walmart that are very similar to a Stanley Cup or a Yeti tumbler. Um, it keeps water really cold. So especially like in the summer when I was pregnant, I – was obsessed with ice cold water and those are great for that. You fill it up with ice at the beginning of the day and you can keep refilling it up with water and it stays cold all day. Um, So depending on, you know, how you like your water, what temperature, it does keep it cold throughout the day. Another hack that I found especially helpful if you have a house that's more than one floor or you find yourself like in different places Um, is to keep water in those places. So for example, after I had my son a couple of months ago, I noticed that I kept ending up different places around the house with him nap trapped on me. Like he was napping. I didn't want to move because I didn't want him to wake up or, you know, I just didn't feel like going anywhere and I didn't want to always be getting up and going to find my water bottle. Um, And so I started leaving cups around, um, like leaving water bottles filled with filled with fresh water around the house and places that I often found myself. So like one near the rocking chair, one near the couch, um, one near the bed, et cetera. Now that I'm going back to work, I'll always have like my main water bottle at my work desk, which makes the most sense. That way I can just, you know, drink it while I'm working, et cetera. And then when I take a break, go up and fill it up again. Um, That way I can drink water even if I wasn't able to get to that main water bottle. So to recap – the first tip is to drink more water. Again, this is super intuitive. You know that you should be doing this. I would say in conjunction with this first tip, I would I would also say to uh, consume less calorie-filled drinks. So if you're someone who is drinking a lot of soda or uh, like not diet soda but like full sugar soda – Uh, or any other type of drink that has calories in it to reduce the amount that you're drinking your calories. They're empty calories. They're not making you satiated and full um, and to replace that with water, okay? So drink more water and if if applicable, cut back on other calorie-filled drinks. All right, so moving on to the second tip. Tip number two is to move your body intentionally as often as possible. So physical activity is so important. You're going to hear me saying this over and over and over again because it's true and there there are just so many benefits to physical activity. And this is not just related to weight loss or diet or diet. So even without changing your diet, even without losing weight, there are so many ways that you can benefit from exercising, including reducing the risk of all-cause mortality, reducing the risk of certain diseases like coronary heart disease, reducing the risk of stroke, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, osteoporosis, certain kinds of cancers, um, 
you can improve your fitness, improve your body composition, and you will have better weight management as a result of being physically active. You will also lower the likelihood of obesity and obesity-related diseases. This can improve your physical function and reduce your risk of falls or injuries from falls in older adults. So it's really important all across the lifespan that you are physically active. The research unequivocally says that the benefits outweigh any risks and that you should try to do this as often as possible. So current guidelines state that you should be exercising at least 150 minutes uh, per week at a moderate to vigorous intensity. So included in this recommendation should also be two to three days of muscle strengthening activities, aka weightlifting. So while going on like leisurely types of walks is never a bad thing, and I always encourage that, the intention that the intensity of a leisurely walk is not moderate to vigorous. So think more like walking at a fast pace in an airport on the way to your connecting flight that you're not late for, but you will be if you don't really book it versus taking a casual stroll around your neighborhood with your dog that stops and sniffs the grass every 10 steps, okay? One of those is at a higher intensity than the other. Intensity matters. So to improve your your cardiorespiratory fitness and to really reap the, the the most benefits from physical activity, your body needs to be moving at a pace that encourages more effort. So you need to be working at that moderate to vigorous intensity. Think about on a scale of, you know, zero to 10, think of being at a six or a seven out of 10 versus like a four or a five, okay? So it's okay to be a little bit breathy. You shouldn't be breathless, but you certainly can be breathing a little bit like harder. Maybe you're starting to sweat, things like that. That is the intensity that you should be working at for exercising. So 150 minutes equates to, you know, about 30 minutes, five days a week, which I think is very doable for most people if you just put in the effort. You spend more time than that scrolling on your phone, on social media or whatever, um, you can fit in a workout instead of doing that, okay? So I'll do more episodes in the future if, if you're interested on how to create a workout plan or like what you should be doing for exercise. So let me know if you're interested in something like that. Uh, send me a message and I, I can um, talk with you, talk with you and just learn a little bit more about, you know, what you are wanting to know about, you know, what to do in a workout. Um, we all know that exercise is good for us, so this shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. So let me just encourage you today to do something while you finish listening to the rest of this podcast, okay? Go for a fast-paced walk or maybe even a run. Pick up some weights. You know you'll feel better once you do. It doesn't need to be perfect, but something is better than nothing. If you are someone who likes guided workouts, you know, you can go to YouTube. We live at an, uh, in an age where everything is on the internet. So if you want to follow along to a workout, you can find one on YouTube. You can download a workout app um, like the Peloton app, for example. I love the Peloton app. It's really cheap. They have a free trial. If you're interested in following workouts with someone instructing you how to do them, that's a great resource for you. Um, but but do something. Move your body today and do something that's going to contribute to those uh, that 150 minutes. Okay. Tip number three is to sleep more. So the goal and my recommendation and the recommendation nationally is to sleep seven to nine hours every night. 
I know that moms of little ones are laughing at this suggestion, but making it a goal is still a good idea even if it's not totally realistic for your current season. I know I'm deep in and I have a two-month-old and he's not sleeping through the night. Um, And so I do try to just go to sleep earlier so that even with waking up throughout the night that, you know, I'm still getting a sufficient amount of sleep by the time I wake up for the morning. So prioritizing the sleep can be really important and it can change your life. I'm not being, you know, uh, dramatic when I say that. It can help with weight loss oftentimes if you're not getting enough sleep and your body's not recovering. uh, You may notice that it's harder to lose weight. It can improve your mood. It can help with recovery from all the physical activity that you're going to be doing and overall can just help you feel better. Along with the amount of sleep, sleep environments and routines can be really helpful in aiding in restful sleep. So this can include, you know, minimizing the use of screens before bed, sleeping in a cool, dark room, and having some sort of routine that helps you wind your body down before bed. Personally, I really enjoy reading before bed. I'm not perfect with that, but I I do know that when I read or have my phone away, um, I do sleep better, I fall asleep easier, etc., And I have noticed for me that the book matters. So I usually prefer to read fiction or the Bible over nonfiction because it can be harder to turn my mind off. And if you need a good book to read, actually, and you like crime thriller, which is my favorite genre of fiction, I highly recommend the book The Housemaid by Frieda McFadden. She actually has a lot of books that are in that genre of of book. Um, I've read two of hers. They're really good. That book in particular, The Housemaid, I read the whole thing in 24 hours. I just like could not put it down. So if you're in the market for a new book, I highly recommend that one. And just, yeah, creating a routine and a sleep environment that helps you fall asleep, it can be really helpful. Um, I know that sleep is not ever perfect and there are a lot of things that can impact sleep like stress or, you know, discomfort or having to go to the bathroom, things like that. So along with that, back to tip number one, (laughs) with you drinking so much more water, I do recommend having a time of the day that you, you know, stop drinking water a couple of hours before you go to bed maybe. So if you normally go to bed at nine, which is when I usually go to bed because I'm a grandma, uh, just stop drinking a lot of water by like seven or something like that. Uh, just figure out, you know, what works for your body and kind of the patterns of like when you have to go to the bathroom so that you're not drinking so much water that you're up on like going to the bathroom. Uh, I know that can be an issue for some people and it does kind of interrupt your sleep. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that helps. So those are my three tips. It's nothing crazy, right? Like I, but I guarantee you if you prioritize those behaviors, you will notice an improvement in how you feel. And notice that none of these say like losing X amount of pounds or cutting this or that food from your diet. Sometimes those things do need to happen. Um, Sometimes you do need to cut out something from your diet or you do need to lose some weight, but they should not overshadow the building blocks of a healthy lifestyle. Like you can lose weight and still not be, you know, optimizing your health from the ground up. And that is, to me, is really the goal because you may – I find that when people don't do that, they tend to gain the weight back um, or they do something really extreme for a short amount of time, but they can't sustain it long term. 
And to me, the ultimate goal is to be able to sustain these behaviors over your entire life, okay? Not just for 30 days or 60 days, but for years and years and years. So your approach needs to mimic that. It needs to be on a sound foundation. It needs to be on a strong foundation. And you're not going to replace hydration, exercise, and sleep with any sort of supplement. Those three things are where your journey should start. And if maybe you're not new to your journey, but you have gotten a little bit lax on these things, now's a good time to kind of re restart, okay? You know, make sure you're prioritizing your sleep. Make sure that you're exercising at least 150 minutes per week or per, yeah, 150 minutes per week. Make sure that you're drinking enough water. Make sure that you're cutting back on the sugary, sugary drinks. You know, and we'll get into specific topics within each of these in the future of when it may, may be appropriate to cut things out from your diet or to have, say, a specific amount of weight that you want to lose, et cetera. We'll get into all of that. But until then, let's focus on these. All right, guys, if you like the podcast and you found this content helpful, please help me out by leaving a five-star review. This will just help my podcast reach more people and impact them positively. But until next time, uh, enjoy these tips and we'll talk to you later. Bye.